Hello everybody and welcome to Galactic Yo-Yo. I'm your host Molly Martian. Uh, apologies if my voice sounds at all gravelly or hoarse. Um, it's because I'm... Sadly I'm too much of a party girl uh, and I got in at four this morning. I've been burning the candle at both ends all week. Um, on Wednesday morning I was up at five in the morning to queue to go see the 1975 at the O2 like a teenager. My excuse is that I'm trans, so like, I didn't get to be a teenage girl, so I'm doing teenage girl stuff at the age of almost 30. But anyway, uh, enough about me. Um, I've made some new podcasts for you. Uh, I've got three in the can already. I've got more recordings scheduled with some really exciting, amazing, gorgeous, stunning people. Um, And I'm really excited to share them with you because some of the conversations I've, even the ones I've already had, I kind of, um, a kind of a different sort of conversation than you're perhaps used to on Glatio, and I'm I'm really excited for that. Um, This week, though, I've decided to share um, a conversation with... Charlie Cracks, um, who you'll all know from appearing in Doctor Who Redacted, the uh, audio series uh, we've had a couple of seasons of now. Um, Charlie was the star of that. She played Cleo Proctor, um, the protagonist of the series. Uh, and she came to my flat last week, um, and uh, first we ate a uh, mushroom risotto that I'd made, uh, and then we uh, chewed the fat uh, about Doctor Who and about uh, Charlie's work and also uh, Doctor, obviously her time working on Doctor Who Redacted I- I'll be honest with you guys I had expected to talk about Doctor Who with Charlie uh, for a little longer you know I'd expected the, the classic um, you know when did you get into Doctor Who and like how much is it meant to you growing up I hadn't realised that she uh, is not in any way shape or form uh, a fan of Doctor Who uh, but that just made the conversation all the more hilarious to be honest with you um it was also, of course, lovely to talk to um, Charlie about her experiences of being a trans person in the media um, and her experience kind of navigating um, performing as a trans character written for her by a trans author. Um, this is a very trans episode of Galactic Yo-Yo. <laughs> um, strong language throughout, naturally. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to stop yapping now. Uh, more episodes to come but for now here is my conversation with the gorgeous Charlie Craggs it seems that I'm some kind of a galactic
Cool. Do you want to tell the listeners what you just thought was happening? I do not. Um, no, <laughs> I, I, I thought you were. Um, atta- you said you're like doing scanning something. And you have yeah, to, like, so I've got, I'm diabetic body. and I've got like a little um, a scanning chip on my body that sends data to my phone about my blood glucose reading. And, and you, you thought... were like doing something on an app on your phone to like test something. And I thought you were set, you were like, oh, I'm just getting the, it sends me the da da da. And I thought you were going to say it's like fucking Bluetooth in your arm or something. No. Is I'm that not... your Corona chip? Your, think... <laughs> is that your, is that your COVID? You um, know, um, Theresa May is type 1 diabetic. Did you know this about her? No, I didn't. Right. So um, she, when she was in office, um, was pictured wearing one of these. It's like... You can't see it. Oh like my plastic. god. She was pictured wearing <laughs> one and people were commenting like, Is that her off switch? Oh, she's a robot. Like, literally. <laughs> but she She's of, a fembot. She of course had one she's on a the cunt <laughs> <laughs> She's serving cunt. She of course had one on the <laughs> NHS uh had one before it was on the NHS because she's a pig. Um Hi Charlie. Hi girl. <laughs> um this is Charlie Craggs, who you'll all know. From Doctor Who Redacted and generally being an icon Aww, online. Babe. Um I have brought you here to my flat to talk about Doctor Who, which is, I mean, I was explaining to you earlier, it's kind of odd because I want to do podcasts in person now, but then he means luring people to my home. Oh, I go to people's homes all the time, um, babe. It's not my... Oh, it's not my first rodeo. As the actress said to the bishop. And, and um, I got a free dinner out of it. Normally yeah, I don't get a free we, dinner when I turn up at someone's house. In a dark night, like it is now. Uh, yeah, we uh, we've just had a mushroom risotto. Mm. I made. I usually put blue cheese in it, but you're a vegan, yeah. so that wasn't possible. Obviously, um, I'm a vegan. We made a joke. Well, I made a joke about that. I said, "Oh, yeah." You're probably, when you were like, "What should I cook?" and I was like, "Oh, you're probably vegan too because you're trans." I feel like we are a cliche. Do you know what though? I somewhere. think vegetarianism and veganism are kind of going out of fashion. I don't do mine for fashion. I do mine because I will shit on the floor if i eat milk that i understand <laughs> but do you know what i mean yeah like yeah, generally yeah. i feel like there was a period you know 2016 2017 it was yeah. weird if you were like a queer lefty and you ate meat yeah. whereas now i think people have sort of given up they're sort Maybe, of i mean people, I people just think the, up. the planet is gonna oh, die it's, anyway it's just dying i didn't do it for the planet i did it for the fucking Pigs, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> but even then, I'm like, do you know what? We gotta have some form of comfort in this wretched country. A little country. bit of joy. Like, I mean, if you can enjoy a chicken nugget, if it makes you feel a little bit less like you want to kill yourself, in yeah. This horrible island we live on. In the I UK. started eating um, fish again a couple of years ago, and I'm I'm glad I did. It has changed my oh, life. Oh, I actually, a bit. sorry, I'm such a liar. I eat do fish. eat fish. Yeah, so I'm like a pesc, a pesc, pescan. pesc but because I'm like. Close to pes- I'm close to vegan because I don't eat but milk eat and egg fish. or anything like that. Mm. But then I do eat fish. But I don't eat meat. I don't eat cheese. I don't eat dairy. I don't, yeah. So I'm like a pescan. The doctor was a vegetarian for a bit, you know. Um, there's a story from the Doctor 80s. Who? Yeah. Uh, doctor Who? Which doctor? Doctor Who? That was a joke. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> who? Doctor Who? <laughs> You're scaring me. Um... There's a story from the 80s where uh, the doctor becomes veggie. But then Christopher Eggleston fucking ruined it because he eats steak in that restaurant with Margaret Slavine. Do you remember that one? Babe, I don't remember any of them because <laughs> I've, not, I've not watched any I've of discovered yeah. that you... I was like, right, I'm gonna, we're going to do like 45 minutes on... 45 minutes on like pretending to know... On like Charlie, when, like, when she was growing up, like being a Doctor Who fan, how much she loved Doctor Who, like... <laughs> how, and, then, and now I'm like, 
that's that's not possible because that wasn't you was it <laughs> i wish it was though because i was saying this to you as well is that like even though that wasn't me it could have if i actually like give it a chance yeah so what's the what's the story of you and because you must have been aware of doctor who yeah like, when you i, were, I when went you were to a child. boys school so like the baby oh, the no. boys were like watching it the boys that i fancied um <laughs> and like you went yeah, to an all boys school. That's fucking brutal, babe. A rough all boys school as well Oof. in Hounslow. Like so, yeah. That was Yikes. not the tea. Yeah, it was like really hard. But um, yeah, I remember like um knowing. Like I remember going for a sleep. I had like one friend at this point. Like I pretty much had no friends. Like and at one point I did have a bit of a friend. And like I remember going to his house and he like, it was like for a sleepover. And he's gay now, so I'm like, why don't we just have sex? Which is really <laughs> sad. But anyway, um. He, I remember him watching Doctor Who and me just like not concentrating. I found it so boring. But if I actually concentrated, yeah, because it was the era of Billy Piper. It's so camp, and I would have loved it. It is, yeah, particularly that era. I mean, obviously, it stopped because the question, one question I was going to ask you was like, why do you think it kind of appeals to queer people? I guess you've seen it as an adult now. So, like, what what is it about it more specifically that you think is like? queer i guess not in that what era. is it but who is it okay fine and when i say who i don't mean doctor who <laughs> i mean billy piper's mum <laughs> dropping her jane norman bag and screaming and running down an escalator <laughs> that made me gay like literally like honestly i like was gay came out as trans i watched that it made me gay again like i'm literally wow. honestly wait are you saying jackie tyler made you detransition jackie tyler made me detransition and <laughs> made me lick a vagina because honestly i'm so gay after that it was so good You're like, gay in every conceivable direction every, I, i'm every letter of the lgbt now literally sure. it was honestly no but do you not agree like it's so and even billy in that episode where she goes oh what oh, i can't save the world i've not got any gccs i've not got a job um i do have the, it was like bronze and, in, yeah, in gymnastics. gymnastics and i was like yes <laughs> slay <laughs> and then in the next episode they play britney spears no, I didn't see that. Oh, the what next they one, play? they play Toxic. Not Toxic. Oh, yeah. wow. Oh, my um, God, what a time. I think, and then, you know, the end of the season is all this, like, um, you know, reality, you know, light entertainment television. You've got parodies of uh, Big Brother, The Weakest Link, uh, oh. How to Look Good Naked. Like, that's all queer coded. Yeah. You know, and th- and it's Russell, isn't it? It's Russell Yeah, today. he it's was his. doing it for our, his people. It's his stuff. People. But I think... Even with the classic stuff, there's kind of, you know, there's a generation of, like, gay men in their 40s and 50s now who yeah. love that as children. And, like, I don't know. It's funny to me. I think it's because it was a male hero who is not, who wasn't masculine like mm, the other male macho. hero. Not macho. Yeah, ma- ma- masculine maybe, but not macho like the other. Not like James Bond yeah, or not a s- Rocky Balboa. Chauvinistic. Or, yeah, exactly. Like a chauvinist. Mas- yeah. Um. Yeah, he's like a little more gentle and maybe a little he's bit more aspirational. Alpha. He's b- but also kind of alpha. I think it depends on the incarnation, doesn't it? I really can't elaborate on that because <laughs> I literally have just watched like two episodes of the Billy Piper season. That's all I can bring to this episode of your podcast. I'm, I'm sorry, Molly. Obsessed with that. That's so funny. <laughs> it's all I needed to watch. That is all I needed to see Jackie r- trying to seduce the doctor trying to give doctor who a fucking blowy yeah, like yeah, yeah. that was so wild to me i watched it, i was like how uh, if Charlie, i had you... watched this sooner i would have come out sooner i'm not i'm look i'm not gonna try and make you into a doctor who fan because that's that would be crazy of me however i mean i've i've done it to people before however 
you need to watch there's an episode from the second season called Love and Monsters and it is unbelievable it's like David Tennant and Billy Piper are barely in it it's about this like group of um kind of fans of the doctor i suppose you like want to find him and um peter k is in it as the villain singing is um, this the road to amarillo it, he, no but it was that era it was that like i remember period. that's why i said it i remember yeah and um it yeah it's got amazing actors in it and um jackie tyler is is in it and there's a scene where she uh, is trying to seduce a man and she puts on an ill devo cd Oh, and then she... My <laughs> nan had Il Devo CD. She throws a glass of red wine on this uh, guy's shirt to get uh, him to take it off. Uh, Jackie just knows how to get the gays <laughs> going. Honestly, that's like crack to me. It's incredible. A drink throw is so camp. Yeah, yeah. It's so chic. It's so glamour. She like keeps making him fix her washing machine so that she can see him bent over. Oh, yes. <laughs> sorry. I'm like kicking about now because why is she it. me? That's exactly it. who I am. <laughs> I'm going to so call good. a plumber around tomorrow now. That's got me in the mood. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. I actually need a plumber. So if any like hot 50 year old fans of the show are watching this like you said they would. That, please that, I know a guy DM. who's plumber um, like came on to him. I wish. So maybe maybe I could put you in touch with I that I say plumber. that. Having said that, everyone's just heard me say, I wish if you're an ugly plumber and you try and do that to me, I will call the police on you. So maybe just like <laughs> kind of get a sense of if I'm into it before you do actually offer to do my job and then come around and expect something. Expe- yeah. yeah, so true. Yeah, um, yeah th- that's not that's not um, a binding, legally binding plumbers of the world. Uh, I'm not Jackie. I'm Charlie. I'm um, not as good as her. Where was I? Right. So, yeah, if you've seen that first episode of yes. the of that first season with Billy Piper, you'll know that she's kind of. I mean, you're you've been quite open on your uh, social media presence and in your work generally about your working class background. Yes. And she's like a working class character, and that whole dynamic and her yeah. whole family is working class. And obviously, that then comes through again in your character in Doctor Who Redacted. Yeah. Um. I need a question. There's no question there. Uh, what do you? How important do you think it is for kind of to have those kinds of uh, figures and role models in children's television, particularly? Oh, so important. I mean, literally, like. Uh, do you think it's something we're lacking, though? Yes, I think what we're lacking even more is working class people playing those roles. Like for sure, because yeah, Billy I Piper mean, isn't. That. Yeah. She but fucking. I isn't got that. no GCSEs. Yeah, <laughs> like she's doing. She's doing a voice. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I wasn't doing a voice. I'm just doing my voice. Mm-hmm. So like, no offense to her, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I think it's really important to like have people like you on TV, especially when you're growing up, to see like that. To see people, it's it's as simple as that. I don't even need to have like a, a conclusion to that sentence, but it's just to see. You need people. You need to see people on you like TV on. Let me try and say it again. You need to see people like you on TV. Yeah. To see people like you on TV. Like you just, it's so important to just have, be able to turn on TV and see someone like you. Like I never had that really growing up. It's not even, I don't really know about the working class aspect, but just the trans aspect. Until oh, I sure. was like 10, 11, I didn't even know what trans was. Mm. And I was textbook trans telling my mum I was a girl when I was like four years wow. old. Like yeah. so, so, so trans dressing up in girl clothes, da, 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 da. And like, it, I didn't have a word for it. So like in the same way, like until I saw Nigel and Big Brother, like in the same way, it's it's so important just to see people like you and you know, like to feel reflected. And I feel like people roll their eyes at that, but the people who roll their eyes at it are probably people who have always been reflected, you know, no shade. 
I agree with you. I yeah. think, yeah, I agree with you. Um, and yeah, I hadn't really considered that issue of yeah, Billy Piper is not that in real life, and th- and this is a big conversation, isn't it, at the moment of like. Do you have to be a thing to play a thing? Oh, no. I've got a lot to say, yeah. Like, no. No, no. But but some things, yes, in my opinion. I think some things, yes. Yeah. Trans person, yeah. Yeah, a black person, please. Yeah. <laughs> I mean? Matt Lucas, per- yeah. sit down. Preferably a person in talking to sitting down in a wheelchair. That's my thing is, it's like, if, like, could this role have been given to someone who literally gets offered no roles? If yes, maybe give it to that, that yeah. person. I'm like, if literally, like, because someone came back to me when I, I spoke about that recently because I went to a premiere of I was no I will say the name of the film it was All of Us Strangers and um, okay. I went back to the premiere at Peter, the South Bank and I like l- literally like I'm gonna I haven't posted it yet but I made a reel where I like walk on the red carpet and then ever all the other people like walk through to the cinema and I just walk straight home <laughs> because I was like I walked on got my photo left because I'm like I am absolutely not watching a fucking straight boy play a gay boy and get loads of applause and like wow let's give him an oscar because he played gay and it's like that fucking role could have been given to a a gay actor like gay actors are so limited because people say oh it's acting it should go to the best person Mm. but it's like gay it's not fair that gay people like a gay person literally couldn't have played his part in normal people or hit or you know like a a fucking troy in high school musical you just can't it's not gonna happen they wouldn't have been given those opportunities they wouldn't because first of all just maybe we're naturally a bit more camp and like if there's a role where you're allowed to be camp because it's for a gay man maybe give it to the camp person but also like there's I've heard like a director say like, oh, we, it's just not realistic if we give this part to a gay actor because then the fantasy's gone. Almost like how there's so many pop uh, singers and like other types of music as well who are in the closet because they know the minute they like announce that they're gay, they're going to lose all their sales and money because they know that it's like the illusion is gone now. And even though like they can be in the same way like acting, you could apply it to that and say, well, for example, like Harry Styles, not saying anything about him, but just I'm just saying like, say he was gay, his management are going to say, don't come out because now you're going to lose all your girl fans because they're going to think they they haven't got a shot with you. But it's like, well, if you're doing this whole thing of, oh, it's just acting, well, surely he can just sing the words in a, sh- in a straight way, as in like he can sing it uh, in a straight coded way of like mm-hmm. a boy singing to a girl, even if he doesn't like girls. But that's my point is that like the 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 higher ups in, in marketing sure. say, well, it's just not realistic though. Like if you're gay, if you've got fucking Troy Savan, some like fucking camp gay guy, like singing a song, a love song about a girl, it's just, they're gonna be like, well, it's not realistic. So mm-hmm. like it, it just, it really annoys me to be honest, like having people playing parts that they're not and i i think it comes down to a point of like protected characteristics and the there it is a list and it's in order and like i think there comes a point where it's like um, i don't really think working class people need to be played by working class people i think it's nice if they are because we are limited in our roles maybe. Sure. but but yeah. it, i think it, it becomes a bit murky for one like it does that, yeah you know, especially if it's comical accent of like oh i got no gcs well that, that's true also it's not it's not a it's easy to define right like a yeah. the working class it's so it's such a nebul- nebulous category it's, that's very good point um that it would be hard to be like we're only casting work do you know what i mean because even me to be fair like someone could argue and be like like my brothers even who i'm like okay that sounds really rude but as in like i've you could say i've outgrown my working classness because sure. now i'm earning what someone who's working class doesn't earn i've just got a mortgage i'm doing well for my you know i've got a book deal i went to university you could be like you're not fucking working class 
You know, like my, yeah. my dad's like a fucking builder. My mum's a teaching assistant. Like, it's not the same. Like, for sure. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. And I think you got a really good point there yeah. where it's murkier. But I think there's some really strong ones where it's like, race for example like black especially like oh, race like no that, question. that sort of thing yeah that i and trans is a harder one but like, i think again like it's i just think you know you just there's I, so I few think, yeah the only place where it comes sorry i've over no, you, 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 you. i, I think the only place where it becomes difficult for with trans stuff is where you're it's a movie about somebody's transition yeah. for example and before and, and after before like what hard. do you do with a before and after are you going to ask somebody you know are you going to ask somebody to like boy mode for the movie like do you know what yeah, i mean but like, having said that they're fine doing that like making someone girl mode for, they were fine making eddie redmayne girl mode for, for sure movie, so why not um like, yeah for sure so that yeah but yeah i'm less like, aggy about that i'm more aggy about that than i'd say for me it's like the race thing like black especially and then maybe like trans then gay like yeah gay slightly under but like it's still a thing like it's like there's so few parts for trans people for gay people it is know, even for black people so it's like or even like i said people in wheelchairs for, for example sure. oh disabled people are hugely yeah. important I, d- I don't know that i agree with you 100 percent about the gay people aspect but maybe that's a maybe that's a thing you know you were saying like people who've never been through that like I've never been walking around the world as a gay man, right? Oh, I so did like, twenty-one years as a gay man, so, so I don't have that context necessarily. Maybe, yeah. Um, I guess, and also like there is no right and wrong, and like I don't hold any bad will towards that mm. Paul Mescal playing that part. Obviously, he, he was offered a part; he's going to take it. But at the same time, I'm just like that could have gone to someone who can't get any other fucking roles because they are a camp gay man. July, yeah. come on, like Lee, oh, the I, one I, who are not. No, I'm gonna speak now. The one who <laughs> fucking does annoy me. I just interrupted Molly. That's uh, so the funny. one who annoys me is I don't know how to say his name. Taron Egerton, whatever his name oh, is. Yeah, Taron Egerton. Because yeah. he's played two gay big parts now, and I'm like, you are taking all the parts. You are the trope of oh, they're coming over here and taking our jobs, but you are doing that with the gay jobs. Wait, you he's done Elton John, and who he else did he that do? thing, Cock. It's literally called Cock, and it's about gay stuff. Stop <laughs> taking gay roles. Stop taking gay cock. Unless you're gay, you need to fucking do one if you really must. But then, honestly, leave it to the people who love yeah. cock to do a, a play about cock. It is not your fucking <laughs> thing to appropriate. Stop now. Taron Egerton. What's his name? Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. He was. He me. was uh, uh, Eddie the Eagle as well. Although is he gay? No. <laughs> then shut up. So you can have him. Th- what? Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, there was an argument. So if, if I'm going to p- play devil's advocate Don't. for a second. Um, in terms of Andrew Scott, who's in that movie, who obviously is, is the gay character. And, and he... Um, I think this is because he w- he's in like a really high caliber actor now. So he's got... Um, he's got kind of leverage that, act- that smaller actors would not yeah. have. But if you think about him in Fleabag, like he is... He was kind of like the the object of desire for white women up and down the country for like two years after that season came out, which which is kind of an example of a gay actor breaking out of that, yeah, um, and and being cast in like a really prominent straight role, but it's not happening often enough. And they will people who love to play devil's advocate will use that fucking argument to the cows come home. Oh, Neil Patrick Harris played a womanizer in How I Met Your Mother and it's like how many more examples can you give me because I know it's not very many sure. I can you can't even count two hands probably off the top of your head or even one hand like no. it's very like we can And count. a lot of the examples especially from 
a long time ago will be from periods where actors weren't able to come out. It's getting literally, anyway. yeah. yeah. And also, that's such a good point. And also, um, it's there's also the people who you know are lucky enough that they can like pass as straight for their safety, but also for roles. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of gay people, myself included, before I transition can't like it just is it's just can't happen so i'm gonna need you to leave the gay role so i have some fucking something to feed myself with for sure because i literally can't pay my bills if fucking taron negatum whatever his name is is fucking taking <laughs> all the gay roles and i yeah. say that i'm so pressed i'm not even gay like anymore like do you know what I mean like but i was for sure. right? i think that's why it hits hard because i was and it really pisses me off anyway so in terms of that same thing but for trans roles yeah do you do you how do you feel as a trans actor? Do you feel that it's only trans roles that are available f- to you? Would you be open to playing a cis character? Also, um, it, are there enough roles out there for trans people? I mean, literally proves my point because obviously I'm open to cis roles. Am I going to get cast in fucking cis roles? Am I going to be cast as Gabriella in High School Musical? Absolutely not. Because they'll be like, oh, it's just not realistic. Like, as much as people are allies, whatever. Oh, yeah, but people aren't going to connect. It's not realistic. And that's exactly my point about the mm. gay actors. It's just like, so it just annoys me that it's like, well, I can't play those roles. Literally, I am limited to just trans roles. Like, I, I'm never, I just don't, like, it's just not going to happen. Like, unless you're really, just like there's a few gay actors who can break the mold and play straight. There's a few trans actors who are so passable where, where their voice is at a point where they can just, like, be read as female on camera. Great, must be so nice. Can't fucking relate. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. that's never going to be me. So, yeah, I don't know. For me, I think just l- it would be nice if you just did a decent thing and took all the 99% of other parts you can take and leave us the 1%. Like, also, how many, tra- like you mentioned, there's a, like, a lack of parts. How many trans parts even are there? Like, again, so Still few. Still on the ground. Like, how many major, like, films can you name with, like, that are, like, got trans parts and it's like just leave them for trans people i'm just thinking about eddie redmayne i never um, actually watched that so I can't i've never it. seen that movie either i believe he's and very that, good in it but that was before the tipping point in a in a in, in a sense it well. was like it was been, only about 18 months before the tipping point true uh, which is and I feel like unfortunate we've come a long way since then definitely like our, what so maybe it'd be different now probably wouldn't but yeah i was in a play i don't think they would i don't think they would cast a cis man now i don't think they would do that but i think I think they would. Do you think they would? Yeah, I think, think they, they still would. Again. <laughs> I think they would. Yeah. I um I was in a play a couple of years ago that my friend had written, uh, and I was directing the play. I didn't really want to be in the play, but he'd written this trans character, and we wanted to cast our friends. Like we didn't want to like find randoms, so I ended up having to play the role. And on the uh like in the weeks leading up to the show, and like people were getting COVID and stuff, and um my friend the writer just wouldn't stop um joking that if i couldn't make it on the night he was going to call eddie redmayne <gasps> um <laughs> i thought he was going your friend was going to say that if everyone else is sick you got to play the cis male cis female lead oh my god the gabriella no. of house musical well it's the start of something new <laughs> <laughs> and this is you've uh, mentioned this is maybe the fourth mention of high school musical I in this conversation do musical. you honestly like that's what i was watching instead of doctor who that came out the same era as doctor who the billy piper era they both came out in the, like the same th- maybe the same year i even. think i'd have turned my nose about it as a child that's what i'm saying like yeah. i you were either a high school musical fan or a like doctor who fan yeah T- the funny thing is i was like a big musical theater kid 
but I just I don't think I wanted to admit it. Like I was in all the musicals. Well, I was the Artful Dodger. I was Lumiere the Candlestick and Beauty and Beast. You literally are like there was that song in High Musical. Did you, did you not watch it? Because I will just sing it and perform it for you right now. Where it's stick to the status quo. No, the one's like the guy like homework, but I also love the He like plays the cello and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jam and break. Right, you are that. Like I'm really a nerd, but I also really love Sharpay and High Musical. Yeah, I was very much like I, you know, I was like a boy in a band, right? But I, so that was what I wanted to project to the world. But then in the evenings, I was going and being in the musical. Do you know oh, what I mean? And lovely. then my stepfather cast me as, um, have you seen Rent? No. Oh, he cast me as like the trans character in Rent. Oh, wow. Well, um, he started something. Well, it, it kind of opened a can of worms. Um, so I don't know if my mother maybe resents him for that. But anyway, that was, together. A, wow. yeah, that was the start of a... Uh, something new. It was the start of something new. It feels so right to be you. <laughs> I'm going to stop now. Um... Yeah, right. This is something I'd be interested because this is something I felt when I was playing this trans character who was um, on the page like a little bit older than me. She was may- maybe meant to be about 10 years older than me um, and had been like out a lot younger, uh, longer and was like in a different kind of place in her life to where I was. And sometimes I would find that really hard. to, to And I felt like um, it became a sort of microcosm of my transition of like I'm playing this role and I feel like on the page it's written for example so that she passes more or that she's more comfortable with herself or I had all these things of like oh you know Johnny the writer wanted the character to be like this you know this kind of trans person and I'm not that kind of trans person you know I I I don't pass that much I do this I do that I I feel like do you ever feel like you've played roles and, and you've been in that position or the other way around or do you know what I mean? Uh, well, no, because I've only played one role. I literally am a, <laughs> a, a, tra- a trans actor who ha- had a part written for them in Doctor Who. So right. I was very lucky. And the part was based on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when they were like, oh, it's uh, it's just like you. It's just like sassy. And yeah, 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 for sure. Council state. And, you know, like, so I was very, very lucky that they were like, it's literally you. Like, we based on mm-hmm. you. So, like, you just act as you are like it's not even acting for sure <laughs> so i think i've got a lot of cheek calling myself a trans actress but having said that i can imagine that i probably would feel that way. like because it is we are like even me and you sitting here we are completely different yeah like, for sure literally like how old are you do you mind me asking i am 28 you're a bit younger than i'm 31 but like similar era yeah i mean like but completely different like, yeah for sure different. even our transness is completely yeah yeah, different. yeah for I can sure just tell. like so I can imagine, like, yeah, just how uh, that must be hard, yeah. So I'm sure I'll face that eventually. But I think I just want to be like a an actress like J Lo, who just does the same role over and over again. <laughs> where I'm just like, like, the, like uh, the Rock. Yeah, I'm just gonna be the. Sassy You're the trans, trans Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Like, because I'm only ever gonna be cast as those parts. I'm literally just you know how like gay guys are always just gonna or the black plus size girl is always gonna be the best friend. She's never gonna be the lead. So <sighs> I'm the same in that. So I, but sad you know though. I will embrace it. I will take my paycheck. No, what you no, need you, is because right. that's you. You know, you've played this character who isn't that. And oh, true! I you, wasn't Lee. Oh my you've god, done that's that so crazy! Be- I just because just... Juno wrote this character, yeah, and obviously the, Juno, for obvious reasons, understands tra- trans women because she is one. Yeah, you know, and I think 
if we're going to be optimistic, let's hope that other writers who are yes. able to understand that experience and write these characters and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and they get given the opportunity to do we need so. more people behind the camera who understand, not even that are trans, but like allies, people who literally just like the, the slightest bit of understanding and 100%. education on the subject who can just be like, mm, I'm going to do this different to everyone else who's been doing this. Like, I'm going to cast this person as this and they're going to be an authentic character. I'm going to. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's actually like really promising. So how did it work then getting the part on redacted? Like you said that Juno had like kind of written it with you in mind. Like yeah. what was the process like? When did you first find out about it? Oh my God, so um, long ago. It was literally pre-corona. That's how long ago it was. Shut like up. this should have happened That's a crazy. long time ago. Like, and then, um, yeah, so pre-corona. Did I've you know Juno already? Or? Yeah, 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 yeah. We'd like been like, she was in my book to my trans sisters which came out in 2017 mm -hmm. so that's kind of when we first got in touch with each other um but then yeah so like 2019 comes around and like we followed each other on instagram between then and she'd obviously seen me being the gobby trans icon that i am and she was like oh i, I i've written a part that is a gobby trans icon just like it's kind of based after you sort of thing do you would you be up for reading it like mm -hmm. I, I don't know if you what are interested in acting but would you like come in and have a read because Juno's done a bit of acting herself hasn't yeah, she here yeah, and yeah. there yeah a little bit so I feel like I was in good hands because she's like been on both sides and she's trans and she's kind of like I like I'm friends with her anyway so I felt in good yeah. hands and so I came in did a reading uh it was actually two different girls as the co-star my oh, okay. like little you know there's me Abby and Shauna, yeah, yeah yeah and then there was two different girls for that and then um, I was the only one who they kept, which I'm very <laughs> grateful for. Thank you, Ella Watts and Juno Dawson. Um, also, shout out to Ella Watts because she, I heard, I don't actually, so I'm a bit confused with like, obviously I just know, obviously I knew Juno. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Ella Watts, who was uh, uh, She was the producer on the yeah, first season, right? I'm pretty sure she was pivotal in making sure that I was kept. Yeah. Like she was, they, both her and Juno were like, really fighting for me when it came to like getting this off the ground with like uh funding and production at the bbc we're like taking a chance on an unknown actress who's not even an actress yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah. so they had to like fight for me so very very grateful and then yeah i came in did a second round of reading and then from that point it was like it was like a, it was it was over zoom because it was like corona times and right. like that was maybe like a year later or two years later Blimey. like so like deep into corona maybe like 2021 ish and then um yeah it would have been 2000 no 2022 i think i think it was 2022 that's when the series came out i think the first one yeah it would have been then then that's how mm. long it took for us to wow, get around to crazy because of corona yeah so then yeah I, it, we literally did a zoom one just to test we all got chemistry and then after that they were like okay you're all coming in on like monday or something it was crazy and then like we just I'd never acted before, came in. It was very overwhelming. I felt very bad compared to everyone else. That's mad. And then like... You wouldn't know. You wouldn't know you'd oh, never acted before. I assumed... Really I mean, funny. I was aware you didn't have a, a a long CV, but I thought I thought you'd done a little bits and bobs before you did that. I um, love that you just read me. <laughs> I'm going to put that on the cover of my next book. No, I, I don't was aware you didn't have a long CV. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Charlie, I don't you know, know what I'm saying. saying. Please explain what you're saying. That's really hurtful. I'm not saying I can't I believe I came all the way to your house. I'm saying I, I knew from you know knowing about you that you weren't primarily so an actor no you're absolutely right in saying that i had no experience i hadn't even done gcse drama like, i wasn't even that girl like yeah so i came into this fucking oh, I was so that girl really professional studio like with all these proper actors who were so good like mm -hmm. like sh the character who played shauna she had like uh she'd been on coronation street and yeah, yeah, yeah. had been in like loads of big things i think like the witcher is that like big things on like netflix and stuff and 
I was like, oh my God, like I felt so amateurish and like, but do you know what? Ella, incredible. Mm-hmm. Juno, obviously incredible. So like I was had- Was Juno really... like pretty hands-on then during yes. the, oh my the God. recording like, was, process? Every line, it'd be like a note and it'd be like, oh, do this different, do this different. You'd oh, like... she was sort of directing it then? Yeah, both oh, of them. Okay, like, wow. It was a lot of input from both yeah. of them, just like kind of- um yeah just like kind of helping me get to the point where it sounds natural and like mm-hmm. giving me loads of tips so it was honestly the b- best first gig ever i feel so lucky that like my first gig in acting was in a fucking doctor who spin-off that's mad that's so um as a lead lovely. that's as so well. lovely mad. to hear fucking mad that is mad isn't that's it? really mad must have felt amazing yeah um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I was I hate crimed for being trans mid filming, so it wasn't amazing actually. It was actually oh. horrible. So, so literally, that that happened on the weekend between the two weeks we were filming. So I had a whole a whole week after that of like that's horrendous feeling, and it's just like shows like some context to like why trans people like me ramble on about stuff like yeah. there'll be people listening to this and think blah 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 those trans people just go on and on about how hard sure. trans have to play trans, and then it's like, well, bear in mind they're literally like I. I couldn't even go from A to B without being spat on on my face pre in 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 literally mid pandemic. Absolutely like, horrific. Yeah, and like I got no justice either. Mm-hmm. Even though it was all he admitted it and stuff, and it's all on camera. And I got a spit swab, and like he just got a, a slap on the wrist and got away with it. So like, just know that like if you ever roll in your eyes at us trans people going on and on about it, it's a lot more annoying for us having to be trans. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> yeah, really boring. You're right, and but you yeah. should say it. Yeah, um, it was um really amazing experience other than that and yeah i feel very 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 grateful and just grateful as well to be just a, to derail to go like to be introduced to the the family of doctor i was gonna say the fan base but honestly i would i would say fa- family so finally has, has your experience of that mostly been positive then what of being in the family uh, yeah oh completely positive oh, really? not a single there bad are toxic thing. ones you know no not there compared are, there to, are like not compared people. to like the other fan bases like well i'm someone who's like in the limelight because i'm a trans activist and sure because of my yeah. book and because of my i have a bbc documentary to my trans uh, no, that's my book <laughs> i should get good at this transitioning teens on a uh, bbc i player and like so if you think like i've come from that level of like yeah which actually is way worse they're just yeah. hanging out to dry basically to like sure. on twitter like for sure. oh here's a trans person making a documentary about trans teens <laughs> it's like literally like daily mail articles about me like i had 48 me. hours of that once oh, four babe. years ago and i never want to do that again I've had like, i do not envy you whatsoever almost 48 years of that yeah. at this point <laughs> literally i'm like 31 now so i'm just like yeah i'm like so coming into the doctor who family i'm like this is the nicest fan base yes i ever. guess yeah they're so sweet like they i've had so many lovely people come up to me in the street like i get recognized uh, actually i was saying to you earlier as well like i get recognized kind of more for the doctor who or not recognized necessarily because i don't know if people recognize me and don't say anything that sounds really big-headed but what i mean is the more people who come up to me more people who come up to me it's because of Doctor Who stuff they're like are you Charlie from Doctor Who and I'm like oh my god like that's because Doctor no. Who people like have no social skills so they don't the, mind they, like coming I up to I love you. that like I'm <laughs> so shallow if you ever see me out guys say hi because I'm really shallow Um, you which is mad that you're getting recognised for that so much considering it's, audio. it's an audio <laughs> thing but my um, big booming voice that is just so loud and, and, and uh, 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 they recognise it when they hear it in person well so. let's talk about your big booming voice because what big <laughs> we were having a conversation like a non.2 conversation while we were in the risotto about like trans people and their voices yeah. and that is a challenge for, for everybody who's trans 
what was was it daunting to get your first acting gig and it's audio only? Was that ever like something oh. you were worried about or? Absolutely, especially yeah. at that point in my transition, like 2019, I was like, oh, still quite long. Like I've been transitioning for like best part of 10 years now. Okay. Like, about 10 years. And so like I was, I don't know, like seven years at that point. I don't even know. I'm so bad at maths. But anyway, I was still at a point where I was very insecure and very like, would want to soften my voice. Like I really mm-hmm. tried to, I tried doing the the the, the, the voice therapy sure. where you like, da, 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 where you train your voice and like, you got to really practice. It's so fucking hard. I have so much respect for the girls who are able to do it. I can't, I've tried. I got voice surgery. Actually, I was talking to you about that as mm-hmm. well. Where I actually flopped clearly as you can hear on this podcast. <laughs> but, um, so when I started doing the podcast, I remember like actually try going in on the first date in BBC and White City and like trying to soften my voice and actually it's kind of not the character, right? As well. Oh, but also like you can't act if you're already acting. Like I'm right. acting before I'm acting. Like I'm literally in my head thinking, "Hey guys, like yeah. I'm so Anthony yeah. Proctor and I'm like yeah, like so I'm well, like, this is what I'm worried oh. about. As much you know, I I've oh god, I've been transitioning for probably how long has it been five or six years now but i you know and i and i keep saying oh, i'm gonna do the voice training i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna go to voice therapy i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and like probably at some point i will do some of it but so much of what i do the podcast i'm a stand-up comedian i'm a you know i host a book quiz every weekend um i'm a singer so much of what i do utilizes my voice, voice and my ability yeah. to use my voice and, and to command, to and command to evoke. And if you've got a... If I'm having to think hey, about my voice, be- right, yeah. before I'm thinking about oh. my voice, how am I, you know, I'm sometimes it. having to deal with a heckler or a, a comedy gig or... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah, or the, even the, a heckler the, in real life. Like, yeah. I just feel like I just, I've just i lost sure. the luxury of being able to think I want to be soft and feminine because I, I don't really have that luxury. I've got to be like a hard-faced cow, basically, yeah. to get through this life as a trans person because people are constantly coming for me. And yeah, I think even when it came to the character, I was putting so much effort into trying to soften my voice that I wasn't doing a good job of acting because I was way more concerned about trying to sound... Uh, passable for like for yeah, yeah yeah who am i trying to fucking please i don't give a fucking fuck what any fucking person who's going to tell me oh you got a man voice why do i care what they think about me they for don't sure. even like me so then i started thinking no actually like cleo is going to be some gobby like girl like me she's literally based on me she's going to be me and she's going to have the same voice as i do and, and do you know what people are going to hate me whether whatever decibel my voice is like whether hurts range i'm speaking in so like do you know what I mean give them something to fucking hate at least like at least act the part well like <laughs> rather yeah. than like softening your voice and still getting hate because i'm still trans regardless you know yeah and if the character's written around you like being you is like definitely the best route to doing and it the was because it made it s- honestly when i just started reading lines just like as like feeling like a second nature of just like oh like just like it just sounds so much more natural and i think like it's almost mm-hmm. like acting but you're not acting because you're just re- you're just embodying the character. Yeah. Yeah. It just felt, it felt, I feel like that's when I cracked the code is when I was like, oh, like, stop trying to sound attractive to potential boyfriends who are listening <laughs> who yeah. are literally not, like, they've not come. So, like, that was pointless anyway. And you, just start also, acting. You don't want any of the boys that are listening, the I Doctor do. Who fans that are listening. Hi, boys. <laughs> oh. They all, they all smell of BO. I love BO. <laughs> don't kink shame me. <laughs> um but no yeah and so when you were recording were you this is 
kind of a, a boring practical question. Were you ever in the room with the other actors, or were you, did you all? Yeah, 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 yeah. We were in like li- like booths. It felt very like X Factor, you know, right. where they do the charity for the s- help for the heroes. Where yeah. it was, oh, oh, Lord Yeah, it was very. That. My favorite one of them is when they did the one for um, Help for Haiti, and Simon Cowell got all these people together and they did it. For, they did oh Everybody Hurts by REM, but um, all of the, you know. Yeah, what you just did is such a great impression of it. Like, it when <laughs> when singers get one line, so they fucking ham it up, and they're doing yeah, they're yeah. doing so much. Um, yeah, very help that. for Haiti is the worst one for that. Uh, check it out. It up. It's got James it Blunt. It's got oh, okay, Robbie Williams. Uh, it's got JLS. It's got Alexandra Burke. Okay, you s- you've got me back on the last one. I'm tempted it, to listen now. I'm it's like, okay, I love Alexandra Burke. Yeah, it's um, it was very that. It was all like d- we were in our little booths next to each other. And we could all see each other. Boyle's in it as well, actually. You're not listening to my very interesting story Sorry, about I booths. <laughs> <laughs> I think Susan Boyle's in it. I thought you meant my booth at first. I was like, what? Like, <laughs> I just Susan Boyle came. In. Sorry, Susan Boyle. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, do go on. No, there's nothing to say. Yeah, it was just it was really fun experience. That's really ten great. Ten. Um, so you do season one. And then season two comes along. Did you always know there was going to be a season two, or uh, no? But they how were did like, that develop? Oh, if it does well, you never know. There might be a season two. And like once we've wrapped filming, like the moment we wrapped filming, like there we were like we've done something special. We can like I didn't know because I've never done anything like for this. For sure, yeah. But the people in the room who had done something like this before and Juno and stuff, they were like, I think this is and Ella. They were like, I think this is really good. It is special. And, like, it's so like, it's so different to every other Doctor Who's been off happening. Like it's so its own little kind of Doctor Who that's not like anything else going on and it's so refreshing oh. because Big Finish puts out I love you Big Finish like don't be don't be mad at me for saying this but Big Finish puts out you know hundreds of Doctor Who dramas every single year and they just don't scratch the surface of what Redactor was doing because oh. just, they're just not relevant in the same way I wouldn't know but <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I didn't even listen to Doctor Who Redactor no yeah. I did listen to that it, but, but it's like it's not it almost doesn't matter that it's a Doctor Who thing sometimes with Redactor. I think that's what makes it good. It's like, it's oh. a good story about real people. Yeah. And then and the Doctor Who thing is like, oh, it's great that it's Doctor Who as well. Oh, that's a really that's really nice to hear. I, I mean, I'm not saying that someone who isn't into Doctor Who would be able to access it necessarily. Because yeah. it is quite, uh, it is quite continuity laden. Yeah, um, that's but true. Like, there'll be references in it that I literally would be saying totally wrong. And then they literally, on the first day of filming, Ella was like, so, um, Charlie, we can tell you've never watched Doctor Who, yeah. so you need to go home <laughs> and you need to watch two, like at least two episodes of Doctor Who and then come back and then yeah. like, have some references. This is said this way. This is said this way. I remember oh, yeah, even pronouncing like, all the words and stuff. Oh, yeah. Shit. I remember even, even saying like, that. acting like Doctor Who was a man and like flirting with him. And they're like, Doctor Who's a woman this time. Like, I was like, I am not a lesbian. Did you meet Jodie Whittaker? Yeah. Yeah. And it was amazing. Did I did you act with her or? No, so she, she was pregnant, so, and it was COVID, oh, so she had pregnant, to re- yeah. record her bit separate, yeah, for safety. But we got to take for like press shots at the end for when it was in for the sure. newspapers and stuff. And sh- while I was with her, I did my impression of the Billy Piper gymnastics thing, <laughs> but I changed it. And are you gonna you're gonna die? I can give you the clip if you want to play it over this. She, I, I was like, oh, uh, I can't say. Do- I literally was acting as if I was like. She was a doctor and I was acting to her and I was like, Doctor, I can't I can't and she was just looking at me like trying to act as well, but then didn't know where this was going. And she I was like, Can't save the world. I ain't got no GCCs. I ain't got no job. 
I know she I must do have, have thought though, you were mental. I, I have these lovely big tits, <laughs> and she literally burst out laughing so loud. It was so funny. That's incredible. I, I know. Oh, I know what I do have though. These lovely big tits and shit was just mad. Anyway, that um, that's my so one of the best videos I've ever made, and I never put it up on Instagram because I remember being told like, "Oh, you never know that Russell might write you into the as an episode of the TV one and yeah, like do yeah, a crossover yeah. and like you got to stay BBC friendly." But I've been waiting about two years now, Russell, <laughs> and you've still not put me in. So I'm gonna put the video online and just say, Do "You know what? It was nice knowing you, the the, the opportunity, but it never arose." Well, so. I'll, pop, I'll pop it into the to the podcast. It's very if you, good if you send it over um that is really funny it was really funny she really laughed like really 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 laughed me and her would have been a good twosome and also then i met her maybe like a year later i was at an awards show like a bit actually it was for the bbc 100 they did like they did some massive like awards mm. thingy and like all like loads of stars of bbc tv shows were there and i was invited because my documentary and then she was jody wick was there and she went cleo clear and then she like remembered my name as the oh, character so name. Nice. Like, and i was like oh my god like how does she even like recognize me and then like obviously she called me clear she's like and i was like oh it's actually I mean, charlie she's good. not gonna make you you i don't think she was gonna forget you after that first interaction do you know that's actually right i totally <laughs> forgot that that's actually so right it's quite a memorable thing for someone to say Scarred. to you i think like yeah. the trauma of seeing that went on to her <laughs> baby it literally was like imprinted on the child in her womb <laughs> <laughs> You need to make. I was watching your video earlier of you um, interviewing Jordan and Henry from Big Brother oh, with the little buzzers that say your catchphrases. Yeah, you need to make one of. I've I've not got no GCSEs, but I've got these massive juicy tits or whatever yeah. you said. Ooh. That would be oh. funny. Literally, um, my best my best work. I honestly thought it was amazing. I I don't know whether you're going to agree with me here. I am sort of horny for Jordan from Big Brother. I'm. I hope you're listening to this, Jordan. <laughs> I'm going to put my soft voice on. You know, I said I'm not going to do my soft voice. Hi, Jordan. Um, <laughs> so I'm wearing lingerie right now. I actually really do. I'm not being funny. So, like, in person, so, like, handsome in a really, right. like, sh I was actually surprised because I didn't think I was, not that sounds really rude. Obviously, he's a good looking guy, but as yeah. in, like, I really felt drawn to him. I really wanted to, like, feed him like a baby bird. Like, I felt so protective over him, but also equally, like, turned on by it's him. It's the way he, like, lounges around and the way he... I never saw him lounge. He was standing up, but his oh mouth my God. shook the entire time he was talking to me. Like, I made really? him nervous. And I was like, does mum... I felt like saying, does mummy make you nervous? <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, it's the he way was... He flirts, oh! He's a character. He's so, so lovely. Um, he's a bisexual like he icon as well, which I love. He's what? He's a bisexual icon. Is he bi? Yeah, he's a bicon. So I have an, a, a, a chance. Uh, he go. touched my tit. You saw him touch that buzz I on did. my tit. He didn't want to, I think because he wanted to too much. He was like, I'm not going to do it in front of Henry. Henry. No offense, Henry, but I have got bigger tits. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, he fucking wants to have a martini with Boris Johnson. So I don't know. We're, we're keeping him at arm's length, aren't we? Do you want to know the truth? didn't watch big brother so oh, really? I really yeah, like, he, he absolutely I, I worships at the altar of the conservative party oh that's very sad <laughs> that's actually really a sad reflection on he, uh, jordan as well it is a little bit isn't it yeah um maybe i don't want to feed you like a little baby bird <laughs> maybe i want to eat you like a baby bird yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, a yeah. chicken <laughs> eat you like a chicken um that for reasons i won't spoil has reminded me of peter k in that episode i was telling you about you've got to watch it Oh god, I'm scared. There's now. a bit. There's a scene where he says it tastes like chicken, and oh. it's so iconic. 
um, what did your buzzers say? One of them said, Oh my cream sofa! On your cream sofa, yeah. Because someone chatted on your sofa, didn't they? For now. Right Can we talk about that when someone chatted on your babe, sofa? Yeah. Is that all right? I cleaned this man's shit <laughs> who I didn't even have sex with off of my sofa for over an hour it took me to get it off like scr- i had to literally obviously had gloves on guys i'm not dirty but i had to literally like scratch the fat you know where it's like ingrained like it was like he'd been sitting there keeping that skid mark warm for a long time basically guys i okay i'm a single girl i had a guy over okay it was what this it was this is not bbc yeah, friendly this anymore is not, but you know what i'm not on the tv version so fuck the bbc also they didn't pay me enough money so Anyway, um, I had a guy over, we were making out, clothes were coming off, I hadn't, people love to slut shame, and you know what, you can slut shame me about other things where it's fair, but I didn't even do, I didn't even touch this man's penis, he got on, like, as in like, things were getting taken off, I noticed his penis is not really looking delicious to me, no <laughs> offence, it just wasn't something that I really wanted to put in any part of my body if you're listening right now no your offense. penis is not delicious no i am very fussy about things that i want i'm a vegan so like i'm very but you always refer to chur- chorizo though oh well you're a long-term follower <laughs> wow that's like a two-year-old reference to when i was in spain or my sorry that's quite intensive me but no i really remember you talk you repeatedly talking about the, the spanish chorizo it was good it was the portuguese one that was really good yeah. portugal have a good chorizo no, but you were right. saying it as a euphemism, weren't you? Yeah, but it's yeah. like sausage. It's just like sausage, but Spanish, right? right. Yeah, I know. But oh, you, I don't know. But you I meant... you meant school in Hounslow, like I said. <laughs> you meant penis, though, when you were saying yeah. for chorizo. Yeah, yeah well, I like yeah. it. Anyway, well, this chorizo <laughs> was not looking very healthy. Okay. Just, no offense, no slut shaming, no kink shaming, no STI shaming. But I was like, hmm, you might want to get that checked. I don't really want to put that in my mouth. Oh, it wasn't healthy in that way. Yeah, and I was like, Jeez. I'm not getting what you have. No offense. Whoa. So he like sits back down on the couch. I'm like, it's a bit of an awkward silence then. The TV's on the background. He's like, should I leave? Like, do you want me to leave then? And I'm like, yeah. Oh <laughs> she, like, as in like, you might as well. Like, we're not here to be friends. You're yeah, not yeah, very yeah, fun. Yeah. You're a bit of a boring person. Like, not even a bit, like not being rude, but like he was a very boring person. Like, we were only meeting up to do that. Yeah. And then like he um yeah, he um gets up off the couch. I straight away notice I'm like, what's that on the couch underneath <gasps> where he stood up? It's a fucking not even one, it's two skid marks. Where Mate. like he obviously had been sitting down and then got up. That's when I saw the penis. And then he sat back down after I said no, has sat in a different direction. <laughs> so he's got like a, a fucking X marks the spot of, of <gasps> skid mark. And literally I was like, oh bitch. So like I like part of me wanted to scream out, What the fuck have you done on my But sofa? you didn't say anything that in the I'm a Christian, the... so naturally as a Catholic and Catholic guilt, I suffer in silence. Yeah, sure. Apart from like persecuting homosexuals, that's what we do as Catholics. We, y- we yeah, have yeah, guilt. Yeah, yeah. So Rightly I so. literally was like, oh, I can't do that to him. Like, I've already told him his penis isn't good enough. Now I'm making him Yeah, believe. but you shouldn't be, you shouldn't be know, going about the world with an infected penis, putting it in innocent trans women. This is so true. And also like, it's such a woman thing to protect the man's like I feel like if I'd shot on his sofa he would have said to me like 100%. oh babe you've shot on my sofa can you clean it up like yeah. so like I was like oh fuck's sake I'm gonna be nice but I like deliberately masked his skid mark with putting a pillow right in front of it so that he wouldn't see it when he stood up like and then um I waited for him to leave and then I spent over an hour cleaning his shit off my sofa 
That's horrendous. And it stunk and it was like really ingrained, like oh. the heat coming from his undercarriage that had pressed. So it, it wasn't the just fibers. a bit then. No, it was like a proper skid mark, like a, a chunky skid. It was oh, like a little, it wasn't like it was like a long line of shit. You can see the video on Instagram. It's gone viral. But I think we're at half a million views. <laughs> or maybe, or, I think it's close to a million, actually. I think it's like seven, uh, yeah, three quarters wow. of a million. Help me get up to a million, guys. Anyway. Yeah, get on it. I'll put it in the in the podcast description. Um, So Cleo Proctor has not been in. No, wait, we we went off on a tangent. We were talking about season two. Season when you knew poo, season two like. was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> when you knew season two was going to happen. How it all happened. And the experience of making season two. Am I allowed to be very honest? Yeah. I'll be really honest. I'll say this. They basically didn't want to do season two because it got offered even less money than season one, which yeah. I thought was disgraceful. And I'll say that. I'll say it. I'll say it. I will say it. I actually like, I just, I'm not going to bite my tongue, especially like, like I said, I've not been enough to appear in the TV one. So when like, it is what it is. I basically... Wasn't paid well for the first one, but I was like, do you know what? It's my first time, my first gig. I'm fucking grateful. I would do it for free. Do you know what I mean? But even then, it was like less than what I would get paid for one Instagram post. And bear in mind, I'm going into an office, like a recording studio uh, on the complete opposite side of London to me. I was living in the top of North London at that point, And this is like down, down on the t- complete bottom of South London. So sure. going across like over an hour journey every morning and then being in from nine until six. So literally getting up at like seven, getting home at like seven and like literally sleeping and then going back in. So that for two weeks, I got paid for less than one Instagram post. Like, I, and I was like, hmm, this really feels like redactive. Oh my God, I just realized I was going to say reductive and I said redactive, like redacted. It felt reductive, like to be like, I could have earned the same amount of money taking a photo in my bed. Anyway, so then yeah. I got asked to do season two got offered even less money despite it performing really well like they were like oh it's a success like we're gonna do a season two but we're gonna pay you less i was like what like was it because it was a reduced season or the, I, that's, that's what the they tried to say we're like oh we're gonna film it all in a week this time and yeah. i'm like i don't really care how long you're filming it it's season two is season two like it doesn't really matter to me yeah anyway they were like oh so i got paid even less and i was like i felt like such a mug but um, I was very grateful to Juno Icon, Juno Dawson for ever writing me into it. So like, I was like, before I pull out, like I'm, I'm, I really want to pull out because I just feel completely mugged off, to be honest. For sure. D- like they can't do this without me. So I mean, they need me. They should just cough up a bit more money. I know the full well the fucking rich producers on this season are getting paid a lot more money than I am. Mm-hmm. Like, but they're saying we have no money for you. So I said, do you mind if I like pull out? And she, at first, she was kind of like, of course, like she was very supportive of me. She was like, do what you need to do. But then she was kind of like, oh, um, I actually like really am. Um, like she'd worked really hard and she's so fucking good at what she does and it's a really good season and I, she was like i would really like to actually do this and i was like it's the least i can do like so i was like i'd do it for juno dawson i'd do anything for juno dawson but yeah other than that like honestly because i don't really want to work with the bbc again it's fucking pointless it's re- redactive as i said <laughs> it would have been difficult to do a second season without your character like i know literally, your character like, what was are you gonna Doctor do get someone in and put a deep voice on yeah Ooh too real uh yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know she what i loved in season then. two well i'll tell you one thing i loved about season two and one thing i missed that wasn't in season two that i enjoyed in season one so the thing i missed was that cleo's brother in season one i, I thought was it. a really great yeah. character and a really great bit of like representation of that relationship yeah. between like the straight brother 
Also, he was kind of, I know it's kind of incest because he's my brother, but he was actually kind of hot. <laughs> so I was like, I'd be like, to, I'd be acting with him and I'd be like, oh, Jordan, I love you. But Shut I'd be up. thinking that he's my boyfriend in my head, not my brother. Oh, Jordan. Oh, wow. But okay. you're my brother. I can't do that. Sounds like but 90% Jordan. of <laughs> yeah. pornos that I've seen. And that's what, yeah. um, but you're my stepbrother, Jordan. And I'm a virgin. And my head is in the washing machine. And I've never done anal. <laughs> Literally me. <laughs> but, so um, I I've, I missed that in season two. Yeah. Um, but the thing I liked was the boyfriend character that they brought in. The love oh, interest for Cleo. Bitch, and yeah. I thought it was a really like nuanced uh, kind of exploration of what it's like to like fall in love as a trans person or yeah. like I thought it was really good sickening honestly like Juno was so good for that because like how many representations of like tra- trans people in love or in relationships or being so few you know, or you never get that and like a really like accurate representation as well of like like she was feeling like he was like uh, ashamed of her and like mm-hmm. ghosting her and then you know like um you know that sort of stuff and, and then like just like the the like the lovely representation of having a positive ending and like think just that is so important i think i really like that i don't know whether you agree but like when i think a lot of the time stories about trans people in film and television and elsewhere are kind of split into it's all hunky-dory everything's great positive stories and then like stories about trauma. experiences of trauma and transphobia and whatever and I like the ones where it's like something in the middle, you know, yeah, and I yeah. think this was That's that way. It's like depicting some of the things that we go through and also that maybe some of the ways that well-intentioned people struggle with, our, with you know, my mother, right, as, as wouldn't maybe maybe wouldn't want me saying this on a podcast, but has struggled with certain ap- aspects of my transition. Yeah, you know, yeah. we've, we've gone through different stuff. But ultimately, we're in a really good place. And like, overall, do you know what I mean? That and makes I think it more beautiful, if anything. That makes it like, I feel like that's even more special to be told then. Yeah. And I think it's good to like, and depict that's the majority the, of the experience. Right. Well. It's the majority. Like, the majority isn't one or the other. It's not a Disney film. It's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, Obviously, you know, sometimes it's one or the other, but it's. I'm the, very lucky because mine is the other. My mum yeah. is like perfect with it. So, like, but like, most people i'd say are like somewhere in the middle where yeah, like for it, sure. it took like coming around and like explaining things and definitely yeah. so it's not it's nice to see that and we saw that on the tv version recently with um yasmin finney's yes. character oh. you know um love yasmin thingy her grandmother did you see the episode or <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah no, so i still in, don't in the episode who. her grandmother is like <laughs> it's like uh is like um misgenders her right yeah. and and then is corrected by Catherine tate's character who's uh, uh yasmin finney's mother in the um oh wow i love that I didn't and that. uh and it's really nice because she's like oh like feels bad about it corrects herself and moves and it's like a really tiny thing but it's a it's a good example of like showing that grandma's struggling to keep up while kind of still showing that grandma really yes. loves this her granddaughter right if anything, I um, feel like the grandmas are usually better than the mums or like the, well, obviously my mum was perfect, but like, I feel like my dad's not perfect, for example, mm, but like, mm-hmm. I feel like my nan is honestly like, I feel like nans are like the best. Nanas are the best. Yeah. But with me, I think that my best kind of allies in my family have been my siblings because they're... Oh, must be nice. My brother's 
friends bullied me in school for oh, being so horrid. <laughs> it's a bit of a different. I guess it's a different situation. My my brother's nine and my sister oh, and my sister's fourteen. Wow. Oh my god! So they they're really you know they're growing up in a world where yeah. being trans is being you know obviously life's not perfect for us but it's being talked about more at least even if we're not having yeah, a great yeah. time. It's a it's got a rebrand. It's had a rebrand. Yeah. People know about it, you know, and I think you know my sister is has friends at school who have who have wow. changed their names, changed their pronouns, whatever. So it's kind of Wow, it's the, nothing to her. The gay agenda's working. It's crazy. It's working. My mum called me up a few years ago, and she was like, um, "All like teenagers are all non-binary now." Oh my god! And I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Mum, like, no, that's not true." And she was like, "Well, all, all your like so your sister like knows so many non-binary like kids at school," and I was like, "She knows yeah. like three or like two. Well, I was like, "It's it's not that every teenager is non-binary. It's that." All my sister's weirdo friends are non-binary. Like my sister yeah. is like a little weirdo, and I love Literally, her for that. The majority of her year group are going to be. She's like hanging out with the with the weirdo non-binary yes. kids, and that's great. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, absolutely. But yeah, I've forgotten where we were. Season we were two, and then we did Yasmin season two. Yasmin Finney. Oh yeah, last thing. So obviously, um, it sounds like you have a good relationship with Juno and. Uh, you know, she's obviously going to... She is a trans woman, so she's going to write this character in a well-informed way. Um, however, as we've kind of already touched on, trans people experience, like, being trans differently, right? You know, yeah. you might have a certain view on a kind of aspect of being trans that I don't, and vice versa. Did anything like that come up in the recording process or in the development process where you're like, you're seeing this bit of kind of... Uh, characterization Juno's you know, written you know thinking oh that doesn't sit right with me or I think it should be this way or yeah I mean it's, this is a bit hard to talk about actually because I love Juno so much mm. so but well, I mean we, we don't have to go there if you don't no want to. I want to go there and I hope you're listening to this Juno um, I really f- was like pushing for Cleo to have sex on the first date I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> you really fast at being serious there. <laughs> no, I love Juno. Juno's perfect. Her writing is perfect. Her sure. boobs are perfect. <laughs> um, her natural breath. That was an incredible bit of acting. I was like, oh I'm my God, what actress. is Charlie going to say right now? Uh, yeah, I'm actually a good actress. <laughs> I, acted, so good. I acted cisgender for 21 years, so... Yeah, I feel like I Whoa. need to get cast or something else. But no, it was perfect. Honestly, like, I can't... I mean, I'm an ex... ex- I clearly might good at acting and not good at English. <laughs> uh, I'm in an exceptional, that's the wrong word, but like it's a different circumstance. It's like a exceptional circumstance. Yeah, for sure. Is that the right, right yeah, word? Yeah. yeah. Where like it's based on me. So like, yeah, <laughs> like, of course I'm going to like, have yeah, like, I uh, guess that's like, true. Like, of course I'm going to like feel the same way as a character because Juno's probably just watched me being manic on Instagram and being like, hmm, yeah, Charlie probably would act like this if a guy, it's that two prong thing. If an alien isn't it? ghosted her, she'd probably act <laughs> like this. Like, yeah. yeah, it's a two prong thing where she understands being trans for her, but then she also actually understands you because she knows you. I think it's nice when you can come to like a ma- like because I definitely would s- say, oh, can I say this this way? Like where like because I'm assuming more working class than Juno, so maybe I would like word things a bit oh, different. Sure, maybe okay. you know, this is a northern thing as well, or even do you know I mean maybe that's it. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but, like, yeah, I'd be yeah. Like, oh, I wouldn't actually say. But she's like from like Huddersfield, doesn't she? Yorkshire know, somewhere, somewhere, right? Somewhere, yeah. I think Yorkshire. Yeah, but yeah. Um, so yeah, but like I, I guess like I don't know. I just think it's really important to have like um, 
trans people in the behind the cameras writing because like definitely you're definitely going to run into what you just said about like having like a disparity and a kind of a uh uncomfort when you've got like a straight white guy like or not even white it doesn't have to be white it doesn't even have to be straight but like you know you've got like like i've not actually watched euphoria but i know like i've heard people saying like he's a bit weird how he like writes about the trans girl like just some little things like he's always focusing on her feet and on her bulge and like da 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 and I'm like mm. oh yes given a bit like if that character was written by a or had any kind of like soundboarding onto like a trans like kind of like you know like a like a round table what's it called like a like mar- a writer's room writer's room yeah. of trans people like it would have been a bit more a bit well rounded more authentic I don't know a bit less weird maybe so I don't know I yeah. think so yeah I think the goal is having more trans people behind the camera, isn't it? Definitely, for yeah. sure. Which is... Uh, and all... I kind of... I mean, it's a big generalisation, but kind of like all minorities, right? Literally, It's yeah. like, you know, even look at Doctor Who. We've, You know, the cast of Doctor Who has become more and more diverse over the last, you know, almost 20 years now since it came back on. Um, We've had black companions. We've had gay companions. We've had... um, We've had the trans character now. Like, we've had lots of different diversity on screen. But actually, um, only one woman wrote for Russell's first era um, for four seasons. And all three, like, head writers have been white men. So, like, on the other side of the camera, things just aren't the same as in front of the camera. Yeah, especially higher up. Yeah. Yeah. So that that needs to change. Yeah, it does. Um, and I'm hoping it will. But thank you so much for talking to me, Charlie. Thank you for having me. I'm honestly honoured, especially considering I have literally nothing to add with my two episodes of knowledge. I, I That has made this so much more entertaining <laughs> for me. I've, I want to do my a series about where I, like, as a like, Doctor Who universe person, watch Doctor Who for the first time. Well, you time. should go on fucking... Because I think... Um, so go on Mastermind, Celebrity <laughs> Mastermind, and do... <laughs> no, that's Celebrity Mastermind. Doctor Who. <laughs> no, you should go on... Um, Beth and David's podcast, the Who Watch podcast. You know they're oh, doing a podcast now. No, I didn't. So they're um, they're doing this podcast where they like are watching Doctor Who from like the start, start like nineteen sixties stuff. You know the black and white stuff. Wow. And um, and yeah, and they're kind of like reacting to it or whatever uh, in this podcast. And I, I honestly think it would be so funny to get somebody because <laughs> that is like weird telly from the sixties, like. I was so scared. Yeah, literally. Yeah, literally. Where's Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> where's Jackie? And where's her Jane yeah, Norman there's, bag? There's no one like Jackie with her Jane Norman there's bag. There's no in. one like Jackie also, in the ev- world. Also, everybody speaks in a received pronunciation. What's that? Mean? Like voice, posh. like a posh posh BBC voice. Boring, which is why yeah. they need to cast more working class trans actors. Thank you for having me, though. Thank you. Yeah, it's thank you. It's been so fun. It's been lovely. Um... What's next for Charlie Craig's? Uh, maybe some acting classes <laughs> so that I can actually act and not just play parts that are written for me. Because uh, I would love to throw myself into acting. What's your dream role? I don't have one because I just want an extension for my kitchen. Okay, sure. I just I'm only doing it for the money. <laughs> you wouldn't want to be well, like one of the Shakespeare heroines, no, or oh girl, boring, no, old Ophelia, maiden, or something no, like that. I don't even know what that means or who that is. I've never listened. She's we in were, Hamlet. Uh, we were so bad. In, like our school was so <laughs> shit that you know, like in GCSE English, you, they they make you read Shakespeare and like do your course on Shakespeare. Sure, we did Shrek. 
Fuck. I swear. <laughs> no, I swear this isn't on my true. life. I that swear on. That's not legal. No, it's legal. I got a B in it. I literally, I can promise you. Ghanasbury Boys Catholic School in Hounslow do Shrek for Maybe Jesus you could be English. Princess Fiona then as a. Okay, do you know what? That's rude. And I'm <laughs> leaving that. I can't believe you just called me a fucking ogre bride. No, obviously, I, Princess Fiona when she looks like Cameron Diaz. I want to be. I need a hero. <laughs> that little, Saunders. yeah, that one. Yeah. If I was going to be anyone. Or I did a post recently where I was Cunty Pinocchio where I wore a thong. It's I, a thong! Yes, iconic, iconic. I'm a real Oh, yeah, boy. I forgot he has, the, th- he has yeah. the thong. What about... um Trans representation. There is a trans person in there. Oh, this ugly sister. I was thinking of the wolf. Oh, true. But also Pinocchio with a thong is... At least transvestite. Definitely, I that to me is giving and more the transvestite. Ugly sister, remember that at the bar, the ugly sister. The ugly, s- true, true. I'm, I wasn't going to suggest you played that. That that would be incredibly rude. Well, I feel saying that I'm Fiona is <laughs> just as rude, to be honest. Calling me Mrs. Shrek. It's Cameron Diaz. It's Cameron uh, Diaz, isn't it? Anyway, anyway, it right. was nice doing this. We said that. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs>